Hello and welcome to The Gist. I'm your host, Chris Vetrano, here every week covering all the things happening in pop culture. And uh, today I've got some guests to chat about what's breaking on the internet. They're the hosts of The Social Dose, and uh, they do it the best. So I had to have them come and just kiki about all the things that are happening in pop culture and across the internet. Please welcome Michael Judson Berry and Paris Nicholson. Hey, guys. Hello, Chris. Hi, thank you for having us. Yeah, of course. I love the podcast. You guys are always like bringing your fresh takes. And like, I love when you guys are a little shady and you guys bring it. So I'm excited <laughs> to like get into it today. Oh, gosh. I'm excited too. Listen, on our podcast, we do sometimes have to be a little filtered. And I'm looking forward to being a little less filtered today. Yeah, there you go. Don't be filtered. Let's let's not. Let's remove all filters right Great. off the gate. Hashtag no filter. Hashtag no filter. I mean, I'm only 5'8", so I don't know how much shade I can literally throw, but I'll do my darndest. Here, I, I'm 6'2", so you can just stand next to me and I'll cast the shade over you. Yeah, same. Perfect. We can make a drawbridge over little Michael. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I love it. Well, um, before we were hitting record, I was uh, telling the guys that my leaf blowers were here right on time just to like be in the mics, but I'm seeing them leave. So I'm pretty excited that it's like the perfect time. Oh, beautiful. What an incredible Uh, development. Are they leafing? (laughs) They are leafing. (laughs) Chris, do you see what I'm working with over at the social dose? It's it's tough sometimes. I love it. I love it. It's so fun to see how many times an episode I can make Paris just like groan. And just die a little. <laughs> yeah, just die just I a little. Love it. Um, so on the social dose, you guys talk about things that are trending on the internet. So kind of what are what's the hot gossip that you guys are following right now? Let's just get right into it. So ooh. go ahead, Michael. Oh no, yeah. I was just saying, ooh, I was just gonna give vowels. You actually had something to say. I didn't have it any seems that way. Yeah, um, <laughs> we've been still gagging on the Barbie of it all. Obviously, last yes. week the internet was broken when all of the Barbie promotional materials were posted. People started mm-hmm. making their owns, and then the memes just really got delicious for a couple days there. I have not yet uh-huh. recovered. My timeline still has scattered little Barbies still <laughs> trickling through. So yeah. that's uh-huh. almost done being talked about, but still a little bit life left in it. Are you excited oh, yeah. for this movie, Chris? Oh gosh, I can't wait. I've been, I was dying for the trailer. Um, and we got that yes. like teaser trailer like a few months ago. Uh, and I was like, wait, I got really excited. And then it was like 20 seconds long. And I was like, no, this isn't what I want. I and I didn't know there was so many people in it. It looks amazing. No, yeah. I had no idea. It's an all-star cast. I love all of the like, um, the artwork that they're doing right now it's like they've got like bravo liberties and they've got like all these random people and they're like this ken is like problematic and it's like yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like um, a, they've kind of introduced a new meme format they did i think this can yeah, be they- the gift that keeps on giving right up until the movie comes out like i think there's just always gonna they seem so brilliantly in tune with you know how to do social media promotions i just i just can't wait to see what they come up with next because i feel like they've got a whole arsenal of really fun things yeah, yeah i they hit it out i'm of the so park. excited for the movie it's i i think it's gonna be amazing i've been seeing like all of this talk that like ryan gosling is too old for ken what are your guys' thoughts no. on that okay i think that's mean and rude I I agree with you. My only thing with looking at him and I've now looked at other like if you look at male celebrities in general, 
so he's playing bar, he's playing Ken, right? So he should just be like flat. My only thing is that clearly, like Margot Robbie, a lot of the women all got like Botoxed out of their minds so that they could have that flat Barbie look. And right. his forehead, he has like deep wrinkles. I do too, so I'm cognizant of it. But he has big, deep set forehead wrinkles. And I was like, listen men should have to do the same thing women do. If she had her entire face frozen to play Barbie, he should have had his whole face frozen to do Ken. I don't think he looks old. He just has too much actual natural expression. Where to me, he looks like a human being, not a doll. That's been my like controversial opinion about this. Here's my counterpoint. Okay. Michael, I love what you've brought up because the women are definitely plumped and puckered and ready for this film. But the whole shtick is she's Barbie, he's just Ken. So him looking like a wrinkled old frumpadump could be part of the plot line. <laughs> I never said he was a wrinkled frumpadump. I still think he's beautiful. I just think he had human expression, which I was not expecting right. from Ken. Because he's just Ken. It's going to be like a not all men narrative. Well, and not Ken, all Ken is such a... <gasps> Not okay. I feel like Ken is such a doofy doll too. Like I want him to have that flat blank expression, right? Am I wrong about yeah. this? Chris, where do you stand? You can be our tiebreaker on this. Well, I didn't really notice the wrinkles as much because I probably wasn't looking at his face as much as his body. But I Fair. I think that I, I think that he I don't think he's too old to play Ken. I think that he's going to play Ken. It does seem like they're going to really lean on him being like overly sensitive, which I don't know that that could potentially be problematic in other ways. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious to see how it comes together. What were your thoughts though? Cause um, seeing the trailer now, um, Amy Schumer was originally going to be Barbie and I like, I can't imagine what like it doesn't i can't even see her in this role it doesn't make any sense to me chris i've been seeing the most hateful memes directed towards ms schumer in regards to this topic everyone just being like thank god it wasn't her which like obviously yes we are glad we have margot robbie because it sets a different tone i think but don't drag amy schumer for a job she didn't even get let the woman live exactly Yeah, I mean, she it's got rejected one of those... from this role month years ago. Yeah. Well, and I think she walked away, right? Because she was like also part of like the writing, I think, crew. And yeah. She really? was just not like the direction that it was going. And so she like stepped away from the project. But I, I mean, maybe it was going to be completely different, obviously, because mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking, you're talking about wrinkles on Ryan Gosling's face. Like, I just. I, I can't imagine Amy Schumer in the in the, I I don't know that the foot uh, the the perched Barbie foot would have had mm-hmm. the same impact if it was Amy Schumer. Well, it would have been I think uh, a very different movie if 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 it was Amy Schumer like coming in as a co writer and starring in it. That's that's a totally different film. But yeah. I don't know. I think it looks super fun. I think Margot Robbie's perfect because she looks like a Barbie doll, but she's such a good actress and she's so funny. Like like I still am obsessed with her Tanya Harding which I thought was genius. So I love that she's like more than just like a pretty face, right? So I'm so pumped to see what she brings because she clearly loves to go deep and take chances. Like her Mm -hmm. Babel, like she goes for like balls to the wall. So I can't wait. I think it's going to be amazing. I haven't seen Mm -hmm. Babylon. Is that a mistake? Do I need to see Babylon? Mm. I'm not watching it and I refuse to. I think you're okay. (laughs) I think there's a lot of movies out there. I mean, it looks, I, I haven't seen it yet either. Not because I was avoiding it, just it hasn't come up in my world yet. But when I see it, I'll let you know. We'll get there okay, eventually. Perfect. I love a wacky perfect. period piece. 
then you should watch wait hold on which is the one that had margot robbie and the irish guy with the glass eye and he's a and taylor swift gets hit by a car is that babylon wait or is that amsterdam amsterdam am i mixing up amsterdam and babylon i think you are but no i think she's in both no one knows okay. for sure, but what I do <laughs> no know is that Amsterdam was a fun, whimsical period piece, and I do <laughs> okay, recommend great. that. I will definitely watch it. Babylon, I don't know. Taylor is in Amsterdam. I know that one. Famously getting hit by a car. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Where are you guys in the Swifty world? Are you Swifties or? I like her. Michael? I don't. I wouldn't call myself like a Swifty. I have a lot of. Fr- I'm Swifty adjacent. I have a lot of friends who are. In fact, I'm seeing a show tonight with a friend who's a diehard Swifty. So I feel like it's bled into my world. But I like Taylor Swift. I don't. I just don't have a super strong opinion about her. I enjoy her when I hear her, but I, I wouldn't call myself like a, a Swifty. Mm. I mean, her and her Fair. relationship ending like broke the internet. So that was it. That did. Was we just talked about that. Well, here's the thing about that, Chris. Like we were talking about it, and like the breakup itself, as far as Taylor Swift breakups go, is probably like, the most blah, neutral, mm-hmm. like amicable kind of thing. Like very well produced, sort of, and like well, uh, like publicized. They're like, hey, mm-hmm. everyone's happy. It's all good. We're moving on. Nothing to see here. But the internet isn't so easily swayed and <laughs> no. distracted because the memes and comments I've been seeing on Twitter, like people being like, keep Pete Davidson away from Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, Like he's going to make his move now, which I'm honestly not that mad about because they are both very tall and it would be a very hot, messy breakup because he's a Scorpio and she is a Sagittarius. So that would be a great album if that were to happen. As far as my Ooh. relationship with Taylor Swift, I've liked her singles, never gotten to an album until this last one, the Midnight's album. And now I love it. I'm like, oh, have I been sleeping on Taylor Swift this whole time? So I guess I'm late. Probably. <laughs> Probably. I think that's what like is the, that's the like appeal of Taylor, I think, is that there's so many different eras, not to, not to steal mm-hmm. that from her, but she has mm-hmm, so many sure. different sounds and eras that like at some point somebody comes in and says, I have, I've been sleeping on Taylor Swift. And then they sort of like back, go in back into the catalogs and fall in love find what they like yeah you forget how varied her career has been like oh yeah from the he wears short skirts i wear t-shirts or i wear short skirts he doesn't (laughs) um to like when she had her (laughs) like hip-hop album didn't she try and like rap at one point like she's dabbled in everything yeah has she she tried to rap or was that miley no i'm pretty sure taylor swift had like an album where she tried to be like a pop star and a oh, lot for of people sure. loved it. She's the greatest I did pop star not so much. of our age. But then, like, I feel like where she's finding herself now is so great. That still back to that sort of folksy sound, but mm-hmm. and girl knows how to do a hook on a song. I gotta mm-hmm. say, of course, yeah, incredibly she talented knows. songwriter. Yeah. But wait, did y'all see the promote? Not promotional photos, but like the like set photos of um, Mia Goth on the set of the new film Maxine by Ty West. No. Okay, so it's the third installment of the X Pearl Maxine trilogy. It's a horror trilogy starring Mia Goth. Um, Uh But the third one is taking place in like the 80s in Hollywood. And we just got our first glimpse of her as the character. And she looks exactly like a Taylor Swift ripoff. Like (gasps) blonde curly wig, like early Taylor. And like this denim look. And everyone on Twitter has been dragging it and saying like, exactly like uh, our song is the same as screen doors like just it's giving full taylor and i'm like is that the direction we want to go with this movie can mia goth do a taylor who knows i think so mia goth can do anything 
So that's yeah, she really can. I need I need to see this trailer. I've seen the mm. other two films. Well, there's no trailer yet. It was just like a, a little snippet behind the scenes photo. Oh, oh okay. So we're I'm not just, anywhere close to this this film yet. Speaking no, of celebrities exactly. being in movies, the other one that we talked about that we've been following and I'm excited to continue following is Kim Kardashian joining American Horror Story. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. And people have some very strong opinions about that. Uh, I don't know. Have you seen Have you seen any of this, Chris, of the the Kim Kardashian acting I, transition? I, I, well, I don't know if we're calling it a transition. I, I mean, unless we're <laughs> counting like her Hulu show, because I feel like that's like the most acting that she's done, and maybe she's a phenomenal actress in that in that sense. But she, I mean, I have seen her in like I, th- well, I think it was one of the like scary movie movies, or it was like yeah, she it was did, disaster like, an movie. Oh, disaster movie! That's it. Where she it gets hit so by a meteor. Much... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it was so bad, and I was like, "This girl can't act." But it's been years and years. She has been on TV. She's more comfortable in front of a camera. But I'm just mm-hmm. waiting. I'm like, clearly, she's got to be the person that like gets killed off in the first like episode or that's something. That's what everyone saying. is saying. <laughs> I can't imagine that like Ryan Murphy has gotten to the point where he's like, I've run out of stars and now like we're just moving beyond like people that actually know how to act. And I'm just bringing Kim Kardashian in. Well, Seems he did a that when desperate. he brought Gaga on. That's yeah. true. But Gaga has like, I mean, she's been nominated for Oscars. I mean, she's, she has some, no, she has no legitimacy. Paris I don't see it for Gaga. I've Paris never gotten into her acting at all. And I've tried. I love her. I've been a fan since the beginning. But the acting for me, like, I, that was the first season of American Horror Story that I did not finish. I was like, I can't. I can't. At yeah. no point are you convincing me that you're not Lady Gaga. You know? She's she's very, she's, like, very into this, like, method thing. And it's a little, t- that part of it is, like, too much for me. That she's, like, so yeah. Gaga yeah. about it. The method stuff kills me. Where did you see when she was gearing up for the Oscars? When um she she thought she was going to get nominated, and they were doing all those actor roundtables to like create yes. buzz around their performances, and she would talk. And the reactions thing. from the other actresses, like the memes and and videos out of that, where like I'll never get the one where she was talking about having to play drunk and she's so you know she like was drinking doing all these things and kirsten dunst is on the same thing and it was like a zoom round table kirsten dunst is just like looking around like kind of giggling and then they're like well kirsten when you play drunk what do you do and she goes i just run in circles really fast until i get dizzy and then i shoot the scene <laughs> and, and i i will That's never forget that. it was after gaga was like i have this approach behind like how i do intoxicated but it, and kristen judd's literally like i just spin in circles to make it look like i'm drunk and then i try and walk I, yeah. it made me it was such a kristen dunst response too it was great yeah when gaga's like does anybody else feel like they're really drunk when you drink the prop wine and everyone else is like no no, <laughs> no one else feels that we have a grasp on reality <laughs> and poor Sama Hayek had to do all those interviews with her, and you see Sama Hayek trying oh, so hard not to roll her eyes. <laughs> she, yeah, she hated every minute of that. That movie was the one that I was like, "That's not, that's not a good Gaga." Like, Star is Born, I feel like she sort of like won me over a bit as an actress, but then really, I'm a little nervous about Joker. You didn't see a Star is Born. I couldn't. It looked. It literally looked like I was going to watch Bradley Cooper and Gaga just like fart into each other's mouths for two hours, two and a half hours probably. That movie looked so long and boring. I couldn't. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, it, it it was a good movie, but it 
I mean, I can understand where where your hot take is coming in from that. <laughs> My only is thing, that I'm sorry, I, is that I I was such a bitch with that movie because I'm a huge old movie buff. Like I love old old movies, and Judy Garland is one of my all time favorite actors and and performers in general. So her Star Is Born to me is like the Star Is Born, and I've gotten into this with like friends who are big Barbara Streisand fans, who are like, no, Barbara's is the best one. And then now I'm getting it with like Lady Gaga fans, who are like, no, Gaga's the best one. So I feel like. I've had to argue that Judy's is the best so many times that now it's just sort of tainted the whole Gaga movie for me because I've been such a Judy stan, um, which I know I sound like comments? I'm 95 years old right now. But I will. I, I agree with you, though. I think as far as Gaga's acting go, goes, that was the best she's done was in that film. But she's okay, playing so kind of a version of herself. I did watch it. I thought some of the music was great. I thought Bradley Cooper was good. I just the whole I just walked out being that you know, like snobby bitch that was like, well, it was fine, but she's no Judy Garland. You know, I was that guy, <laughs> which is the worst. Like the I, I will queen. admit I was the worst. <laughs> so are we, are we anti Gaga and music as well, or just an act? No, the music, oh, the per- everything about Gaga's Gaga, music. I love. Oh, and Even the acting being she's bad, unreal. I'm at peace with. Yeah. Well, and I'm excited to see her Joker because that seems like a great role for her, though, right? Because she is so intense. I I am actually really excited to see what she does with it and how she's directed and edited. I refused to see Star is Born. I refused to see House of Gucci. But this is the first time that I'm like, I might go see this, even though I hate like Joker culture and just like the toxic male vibes that surround it. But I feel like Gaga is really going to play the fool and she's going to be so dominant that I have to see I have to see. It's going to be bad. I think it's going to be really bad. Oh gosh, it's going to be like cats. Like it's just, <gasps> yes. everyone's going to. Yes. Nothing's worse you can than tell cats. Everybody in it is taking themselves way too seriously, and yeah. they just look so dumb. That's true. Yeah. It could be that. I don't know. I'm nervous uh, with cats. They just announced we'll they're see. turning another Andrew Lloyd Webber musical into a movie. They're doing Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat as a film. Oh no! And part of me was like, did we learn nothing from cats? Like, wh- why? Why are we doing this? But also, that's going to be another real special one where I can't wait for... Th- it's like, internet, do your thing. You know, it's one of those. Yeah. yeah. I did yeah, see Cats in theaters. Down. I can, Yeah. Oh, well, you did? Well, for any opinion you had has now just gone. <laughs> I'd never seen the show before, and I was like, let me watch this train wreck. <laughs> I've never, I've never seen any of it. I just can't. I've like seen clips from great. it, and that's enough. That's I'm, I'm like not a I great musical generally. Whole, yeah, I can't watch. I can't like find myself to watch that whole movie. It's a crazy genre. musical. I saw it the last time it was on Broadway, and I don't know. It's if you go into it knowing what it is, where it's going to be like very attractive dancers wearing skin tight bodysuits that vaguely resemble cat patterns, and then they're going to dance Furries. their faces off to nonsensical music for the next two and a half hours, then you're like, oh, this is great. Yeah. Like I, I had an aisle scene at one point, this right. like gorgeous dancer came running down and he did a handstand split right next to me. Like I could have set my drink on his taint as like a side table. <laughs> I didn't because I would have been escorted out of the theater. I just leaned on it with my elbow because to be fair, I was kind of tired. I need to lean anyway. Um, <laughs> but the, the dancing was amazing. But on but the show, you're just like, what? What is going on? What, how, and why? Well, yeah. Anyway, um, have you guys heard about uh, one or what's it, once upon a one more time? <gasps> Wait, that's that Cinderella. No, it's Justin Guarini. Um, no, there's someone else in it that I can't remember, but Justin Guarini is Prince Charming, yeah, and it's all the music of Britney Spears. 
Yeah. And oh. it open it it's previewing on Bravo or Bravo on Broadway in May. <laughs> Oh, I am counting yeah. down. I love Britney Spears. So I same. cannot same. wait. Although I was really hoping they were just going to turn, use all Britney's music to make a musical called Lucky and have it be about the character from the song Lucky and have it be her life. That, I would that watch actually that would have been amazing. So it's I giving mean, like Disney fairy tale princesses, but set to Britney music? Yeah. I think that's. The I don't concept. know much like, about the musical, honestly. There's. Yeah, there's very the little that, like, I know. Yeah, I know Disney. that, like, he's Prince Charming and that there is, like, the other fairy tale, like, princesses and stuff are in it. But how okay. they bring it all together with Britney music, I have no idea. But that, to me, feels like something I've got to see happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. A thousand I'm percent. Sold. I'm sold. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad that um, we're promoting that. Can't um, wait. <laughs> So I wanted to also, of course, talk to you, Michael, on the uh, Moira Rose of it all. Oh, yeah. Because in in, in uh, COVID, you perfected a Moira Rose impersonation. And you have all these videos now where you're doing it. And my favorite is when you uh, do Moira as the GPS. <laughs> and I just want to know, how do we how do we make that happen? Like, are you in touch with car manufacturers <laughs> yet? Or like Google Maps? Because like that, I need that. And I will consistently be lost but i would i would have that voice oh yeah because her directions are terrible um because she would just <laughs> oh paris that was adorable his fiance just popped in and gave him a little kiss oh <laughs> i'm trying not to pull focus i was sorry <laughs> yeah i was sorry this, this part of the show is about me um yeah i i had such a, and the the gps one was and paris we talked about this once where it's like when you're creating content on social media, you never know what's going to really be the thing that like pops. And I've had so many videos yeah. with like where I've played six different characters, had all these costume changes, carefully curated a script and it does. Okay. And then that one was literally somebody sent me Laura Bailey's tweet where she said, I need Moira to be the voice of a GPS. I happened to be shooting a commercial in Lancaster, Pennsylvania at the time. And I was too lazy to like, I was exhausted at the end of shooting. And I was like, I don't need to get in a costume. So I just drove around Lancaster screen recording my Google maps and then took a bath, laid in the bathtub and narrated it and posted it. And to this day, it's my most popular video. And I was like, oh God, I wish every video could be me driving around singing show tunes in my car and then sitting in a bath, just like prattling into my phone. And it just, <laughs> I didn't even like write that one. I just like set the map in front of me and just improvised the whole thing, just sort of like babbled. That's amazing. And then I was like, well, this, this is great. But it was fun. I, Waze actually has commented on it. So, but I feel like Waze could actually Ooh. get the real, they could get Catherine O'Kara, right? They could actually get the real. But she wouldn't do it. You never know. She's pretty gung-ho. But if she said no, I would happily be, you know, the the poor man's Moira Rose. I would I'd be there in a heartbeat. <laughs> well, and and Catherine has has commented as well on your impersonation and she's yeah. she's a mm -hmm. rave a rave fan of of what you do. She is, which was very exciting to I hear. Mean, are, so are you a fan of shits or are you did you just sort of like come up? <laughs> do you imagine it like, wasn't? <laughs> that would be amazing no i love schitt's creek and i thought i was a big schitt's creek fan until i recently went on a, a cruise they did uh this cruise mm. called moira's boat party and it was all for like schitt's creek fans to go and sort of just like go on a cruise together and like dressing costumes and geek out and i i performed on it 
and I did like Moira Rose's game show. Oh, I thought you were just there. I no, was like, no, oh, okay, actually, so you really I was, are a fan. No, I was, I was a performer. <laughs> but like I got on the boat thinking like I've seen all the episodes. I, I know the show pretty well. Even though like whenever I write sketches, I try and do them more original, which is, you know, I don't reference the show that much. Um, but these fans, they were a, the nicest people on earth, I will say. Schitt's Creek fans are perhaps the loveliest, loveliest people, which makes sense because it's such a lovely show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But they like know that show like i was doing trivia at one point and i said one thing and they were like that's not right that's not correct actually if you know in like season three episode four 16 minutes in they say this and i was like oh Oh. but it's one of those shows i think because it's so beloved people just like watch it when they're sad which makes sense to me so you end up just re-watching it a lot so, so I, I would call my, I would say I like Schitt's Creek, but after meeting these people, I, I don't think I can call myself like a proper fan. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I don't know that I would. I don't know if I would have that like deep, rich of a history yeah. with, the, with the show that I would. I would know like the timestamps of. But I'm not quotes. like that with any TV show. Like I think Schitt's Creek is one of my all-time favorites, but I've never gotten so deep into a show. I guess because I feel like there's a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, people are like that with Friends or like. Walking Dead and Breaking Bad, The Office. I think there's a handful of shows that have become like that level of of huge. Yeah. Speaking of which, like what are the shows or what are kind of like your, both of your like pop culture, the things that you like definitely are always tuning in for? Michael and I It doesn't have to be current either. Oh. It is. We've been loving Survivor this season. Are you a Survivor girl, Chris? I watched Survivor like the first few seasons and now it's like what in like season like 40 something 44 yeah so mm-hmm. I, I've like definitely <laughs> fallen off um but I I have actually heard on like other things that and from friends that this season has like amplified in a in a major way yeah the show generally has really come full circle and Michael and I were talking about this before where, you know, us gays, we like to repurpose things that may be overlooked or discarded. And I feel like Survivor was that kind of a show where it was just kind of still doing its own thing. Not a lot of cultural impact. People weren't really talking about it. And then a lot of gays I know during the pandemic, we all became Survivor people. And the later seasons have become much more diversified. So there's a lot of queer representation, a lot of Black, Asian, like, and all of that allows Survivor to be a perfect sort of conduit to have important social conversations on a huge scale, like an ABC primetime show. But this season specifically has so many stars, including the icon of the season, gay icon herself. Her name's Carolyn Winger. She is a true delight. I'm sure you've seen her on your timeline in one meme or another. She is television gold and she's such a sweetheart. Oh, heart as big as her boobs. Wacky, wacky lady. And that's what, honestly, (laughs) like, it's such a wacky character, fun loving, sweet. She's not a villain, which is why she's good. She's just crazy. Not crazy. She just acts, you know, it's just like she has these just completely unfiltered facial expressions. Like, if it is in her head, it is on her face. And that's the Mm -hmm. best part of it. Uh, Oh, yeah. If if anyone listening to her used to watch Survivor, this is the one to get back at. Oh, yeah. Like, she always looks like. There's like the most a expressive fly face. somewhere on her face and she's trying to flick it off and it keeps landing somewhere yeah, but else. Can't use her <laughs> yeah, but she can only <laughs> use her face. <laughs> and the other thing is like, because she's so kind of like kooky, a lot of people are underestimating her on the show. Like you're watching it and you're like, oh, Carolyn's really smart and strategic and she's making these yeah. like really good 
plays and everyone's kind of just like yeah she's a little whack job we can keep her around like no one's threatened by her at all they're yeah. all like really not seeing what she's doing and it's so yeah. fun to watch as a I viewer. hope she wins <laughs> how she has is, to win are, are we like far into the season or do I have time I think to we're maybe like up? five we just got to the merge we but just got to the but merge it's a more truncated season than normal so it's not like 24 episodes it's a, I mm-hmm. want to say only like 16 it, they're short seasons now which is also yeah, I think it. is good yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's part of it. It's like I kind of, sometimes, and like I don't do The Bachelor, I don't get into those because I feel like those seasons and the episodes they get so long, and it just then I don't have enough time. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I cover all the things Bravo, and I can't like tune my TV to anything else. But yeah. I really want to diversify outside of Bravo, um, and so Survivor might be the thing because I've he- I've heard yeah. that before. Mm-hmm. Well, you'd be so proud of the me thing about like a show like what. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. We're still on Survivor. I don't. I didn't mean to take us off. We can stay there. We can stay on the island if you no, have more I was, Paris. <laughs> I was going to say that. I was going to say that. I've also heard that the mole is like like that's another oh, one. Oh yeah, that, like, was really Ooh. like kind of the it was mole old is gay and then they like rebooted it in like a major way. And I need to like see same that thing with too. traders. Oh, oh, I did watch. Did you traders. watch traders? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. The mole and traders are basically the same show. I watched the U.S. traders. Yes. Is that the one? That, yes. Okay. With they have, famed like, multiple... Survivor winner. Um, I don't know. I did she win? win? I don't think she won on Survivor, though, right? I think that was, like, the whole storyline of Traders was that she had, like, never been a winner. And Ooh. she was like, I really want to win Wait, in a series. Is that true? She's such a winner in my eyes. <laughs> I think that's, like, what... I think that's I'm what they were checking. saying, that she's not... Um, that she like had never won any of her shows because I think she was on like several different reality series over her. Yeah, she career. competed on four seasons of Survivor and never won. <gasps> that is a crime. <laughs> this is, by the way, this is the most That's serious hateful. I've ever seen Paris, just so you know. Like, well, because she's Survivor. such a Survivor icon, you know what I mean? She's like one of the first people you think of when you think of Survivor because she's been on so many seasons and she's such a good player. So the fact that she hasn't won and I didn't know that is a lot of really so deserving deserve players, that players haven't won. Ugh. Michael, did you watch Traders? No, I haven't. I now I feel like I have. Michael, you to. love Alan Cumming. I know. Oh, I mean, but I know I do love Alan Cumming. I actually did a riff on a Moira's video, and Al, and it went really or Alan saying something where it sounded like Moira so I was like oh he sounds just like Moira and I said it like that and then he DM'd me and he was like oh, you're yeah. welcome Michael Betty and I was like <laughs> I love you that's amazing yeah because I said something I was like because it went really well and I was like yeah thank you Alan coming for creating this moment yeah and he DM's me with just this little voice note and it was so sort of menacing but nice I was like you're welcome Michael Johnson Betty and I was like <laughs> you oh, sound you like a really that? scary so Mrs. Hot. Doubtfire I did, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I just, I love him so but much. You do, you do it like very well, and especially on Traders, he like really goes for it. So, mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I, I feel I like I could to just watch, watch it then. Him do all of that, yeah, yeah. You have to see it for sure. It's um, great. It's very gay. A lot of things are becoming like I watch Top Chef as well, and this season also is like for Top Chef is also quite gay. So it's like everyone's getting the memo, which is nice, at least in some of the ones I've seen. Like when I say so when traders say gay, is gay, yeah, I don't mean that the cast is gay because oh. I don't think there's 
<laughs> many notable totally gays on that one misunderstood but culturally yeah. gotcha it is part yeah, of i was gay like culture. i think we need to okay i think we need you. to confirm because you were going there yeah. with top shot chef and i was like wait who on traders is gay okay sorry <laughs> yeah i was like no, no, no not quite no. um survivor this season has gays and is for the gays this whereas trader has, has no gays but is still for the gays alan cumming is bringing the gay on traders you just made me think that, that's true where you're saying how the gays are really good at sort of like reinventing deserving things like paris i've heard you say this where you're like laura dern jennifer coolidge like survivor mm-hmm. it all of a sudden jennifer tilly mm-hmm. popped into my head Mm, and yeah. she's on that show, Chucky. Yep. But I love Jennifer Tilly on social media. I will say, we've never really talked about this, but her Instagram is really fun. And I'm just waiting really? now for like a Jennifer, Jennifer Tilly moment. I think I think she needs to have her her moment back. I, I do mean, too. there's rumors that she's filmed for this upcoming season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Wait, really? Not to be a housewife, but she's but as a friend of she's like best friends <gasps> with um, Sutton on that show, and she's she friends has with like, Sutton. Yeah, they've like talked before. They've been on Watch What Happens Live before. <laughs> and so I know that like she's been at events that have, have filmed this, uh, this season. Okay, so well, then maybe this is rumors that they may be trying to bring her in. Yeah, this might be her moment. I would love Jennifer. Okay. So I was going to say, Chris, you'd be proud. I finally started watching Housewives recently because my boyfriend loves Housewives. I'd never really watched it. And we did Beverly Hills this year. And this year, the most recent Beverly Hills, which I feel like was a good one to start with because it was so like Kathy Hilton like everybody was a great I I fully understood why people love this show and this franchise but I can Mm -hmm. only imagine Jennifer Tilly thrown in the mix (sighs) that would be great well because I don't think that they because Rinna has left and so I think that like they don't have a villain and they don't have like somebody to sort of spice up and like because Rinna what made her good for the show and the storyline was like she would just say whatever like came out of her mouth yeah and whether you have somebody that's like a villain or you have somebody that like a tilly who would just say the something to be kooky but it would like potentially like stir up drama Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. that could like actually work really well well and fun to have an actor could be a good wild card yeah but i think like rena her big thing was she approached this like she was playing a role like she was on a soap opera and it was a role and she didn't mind if you liked her or not because it was a character and from everything i've heard about denise richards though when she was on that was almost the problem where i think it was expected that she would kind of do the same thing and then she actually tried to be genuine right correct me if i'm wrong but i I think there's something fun where you throw in an actress in there who's so aware that they're on television and they're like i'm gonna create a storyline and i'm gonna play a character and i'm gonna commit to this like yeah bring back rena Oh, Paris, that's your take? Yes, I'm always Team Rena. We need a producer. We need an actress in the mix to keep these girls guessing, keep them on their toes. We need somebody who doesn't care about how their edit's going to be. They don't care about being liked. They need to just be able to do their thing. I found my greatest bliss when we had Rena and Eileen Davidson and when we had Rena and uh, Denise. Yeah. And I think I should just go watch Days of Our Lives, I guess. that's that's the only place i can get that content anymore or chicago the musical i'm sure she'll be in there again soon too Uh, yeah who's not in chicago the musical (laughs) me (laughs) she'll do anything so you'll see rena pop up on on something again oh for sure i love shamelessness as a quality rena and i are not um not french i i am blocked by (gasps) so really rena blocked you chris what did you do i have to leave this podcast at once (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I, uh, 
I may have likened her to an ex-president um, gaslighting one of the women, and I think really an offensive gift. Ooh. And after that, she she came for me, and wow. she had like a brief back and forth. But what a compliment <laughs> no. that she came for you herself. I mean, look at you go. <laughs> That's something to be admired that you got blocked by Rena. <laughs> it's not the first. Um, I. Uh, I'm blocked by Nini and one of no. the housewives of Melbourne. No, uh, I love Nini. She's door on the OC and I. <gasps> wow, oh, you just love taking these women on, don't you? I I used to just more than I do now. another notch in your bedpost. <laughs> now that I'm doing this more, I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't say certain things about them because like they, uh, <laughs> have, it's more of a platform for them to like actually hear opinions. So yeah. I, uh, I try not to like take them on the same way that I used to, but yeah, you know, Twitter used to be a wild, wild, wild west. Oh, Listen, I feel this like it's... can be an outreach episode for Lisa Rinna. Lisa Rinna, we are extending an olive branch. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Chris let's, let's... is happy to be unblocked, right, Chris? <laughs> let's reopen the lines of communication. Yeah. I can't promise La- what, what will be said. The... Maybe a little lunch. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> a little boozy brunch. You know, iron it all out. My God, Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, did we you see it. like, because they're talking about Wild West and you see NPR is the first major news source to leave Twitter. I didn't see that. No. They announced like, I love mm. NPR, but I think that's a big sign when NPR is like, we can't be associated with this platform anymore. And I was like, oh. Yeah. It's the verification of it all. That's the reason. Is that why? Because now anybody right. can be verified and they they removed the feature that would tell you if somebody was verified because they were like a legitimate, respectable person of note or source of note or if they paid for their verification so now you can't tell the difference between the two meaning everybody that was credible is now potentially it's a fake account that just spent eight dollars a month to get the blue check yeah and that's it's really dangerous for a news outlet so it makes sense because like they are probably like at npr but then there's someone else comes in and creates at npr official and buys the blue check and then everyone's like reading that as if it's like the news and so i could see yeah. why that makes sense so yeah i i am a little worried about twitter i i feel like more and more people do keep sort of leaving the platform and um and maybe that's a healthy thing for us maybe we need less of that so that i can't come for housewives and you know <laughs> and we, we need less Chris on twitter <laughs> opportunities for for people to go after each other that's hysterical I will say the verification of it all is getting kind of messy across all platforms. Uh, Even Instagram is now rolling out their like paid verification and it's kind yes. of like really blurring the lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, how are you like paying for your status? And like, then it, it takes away all credibility. And so that's, yeah, yeah it's, it's a little, it's a little strange and I don't, I don't really understand, but I guess everyone's got to monetize and in, in these days. It's like a weird nebulous space right now. I hope it settles down soon. Yeah. So, so I didn't ask you guys, but obviously you guys have so much chemistry on the podcast and then on this, I can tell, um, in all of your shared opinions. And even when you don't, like, I feel like you guys like convinced the other one to kind of come around. Um, we, try. we are both easily convinced <laughs> by the other. Yeah. It doesn't take much. How, uh, how did you guys meet and like, what's your story? It was a dark wow. alley. Michael and I. In Long Island City. You can actually find footage of us meeting. It's all available to watch when Michael Judson Barry and I met. Uh-huh. It was on the show Worst Cooks in America, Viral Sensation, oh, yeah. season 25. Mm-hmm. That is where we met. And the first I didn't day know that you guys on met set, on yeah. 
yeah, we'd never met before. Mm-hmm. First day on oh. set, we immediately just like hit it off. We're throwing jokes back and forth. And I was like, oh, he's quick. He's fun. Mm-hmm. And all throughout filming, we were like, oh, we need to do a podcast. We got to do a podcast. Like, what would it be about? And we pitched a bunch of different ideas. And then eventually we ended up with the social dose. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, it. It was kismet, as it. you said. Is that how you remember it, Michael? Very similarly, yeah. I remember <laughs> a lot of you walking around me in circles making fun of me like a big snarky stork. And then me trying my best to like keep up with you and then kind of failing and then messing up my dishes. And then us just sort of walking around holding pinkies. It was adorable. Um, you constantly trying to drink wine on set and Chef Anne getting upset about it. Um, it was, it was, I mean, you made that experience so much fun. Like I worked, I was like, oh, sorry, Paris, but you're stuck with me for life. We're Insta best friends. Mm, I feel like that's how all like gay best friends start is like, Mm-hmm. Casting shade at one of the others. Yeah, that's kind of how she calls yeah. it circling. <laughs> our best friend. And you introduced me to Showgirls while we were filming. We had one evening we were in the hotel and we Paris. Oh, it, he had never seen I Showgirls. Had never seen Showgirls. And then I made you watch a Marilyn Monroe movie. Like it was adorable. We were like kids having sleepovers. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. That's amazing. So yeah, we were supposed to like we were like quarantined because it was COVID, but we were allowed to like go into each other's rooms. And actually, one of our castmates thought because he was like this is weird. One of our castmates was like spying on my room from his room. Cause like the way the hotel oh was God, designed, he could like right. see my window from his. And he was like, so Paris, you've been having visitors over. I see if you and Michael fucking. And I was like, ew, first of all, you're a creep. He like sent me photos of what he, his view from his window. Whoa. Um, and he thought Michael and I were hooking up. No, it was just us laying there watching Did- showgirls and me being like, Oh, that's why people yeah. say for says. And me being like, you know what? I finally get Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. She was really talented. There was, there was nothing. <laughs> it was the most innocent thing ever. <laughs> okay, but this guy had photos. That's yeah. really strange. Yeah, he was. I know. Like, and was and like, it didn't yeah, even occur yeah, to me as strange in the moment. Because I was like, oh, send me those. Those are cute. And then later people were like, that's a crazy thing for him to have done. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it kind of is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I would have brought that to the producers and been like, I don't know. Can I move oh, we my room, should have. please? Oh, he I was did. Awful. To be fair, that was our first ever stalker. And I think that's a really <laughs> special moment. I think that's how you know it's a real friendship is when you have a stalker, right? I think we we did it. We, and we got it fast. I think that's a sign, Paris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. The press just can't stay away. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and I can understand why. I mean, now you guys have the podcast and people should definitely not stay away from uh-huh. that. I know that we have to wrap because um, I know, Michael, you've got you've got company that you've got to like make sure that you can entertain. Uh-huh. And um, and Paris, I know you've got to um, get back to your fiance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I do. We have a fitting today. Oh, what fine. are you fitting? Sorry. <laughs> Some event. <laughs> don't, don't worry. Not important. <laughs> that, <laughs> I love I loved that question. Um, so tell everyone as we're wrapping, you like open up the like best part of the podcast. So what are you? Fitting? <laughs> yeah, no, not interesting. Um, um, what? Uh, where can everyone find you guys and follow along um, so they can tune in to more of this? So you can find the Social Dose podcast anywhere you find your podcast: Spotify, Apple Music, po- Apple Podcasts, the other platforms. Um, and you can also find us on the socialdosepodcast.com. As for us, you can find me at Paris Nicholson everywhere and anywhere. And I am at M. Judson Barry pretty much anywhere and everywhere, except for Twitter, but it's fine. I don't do much on there anyway. But especially Instagram, TikTok, at M. Judson Barry. And we'll all be leaving Twitter soon. So 
So find them on the other podcast. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, this was super fun. Thank you guys for coming by and chatting pop culture and and sharing some of this like insider behind the scenes footage of Worst Cooks because um, I'm I'm still reeling. From that. <laughs> I, I I like I'm I'm gonna need to see these photos. Like this is wild. Um, I know. I, have, I want them so bad. I, oh, I thought you had them. All right. No, well, I didn't ask at the moment. Para. I didn't think to. And we'll, now I'm we'll scared to, to reach out to out. him. <laughs> <laughs> i'll reach Perfect, out to thank you um yeah awesome well thank we you guys so much right? for doing this um no you didn't you didn't it's for the best <laughs> um i hope that you guys will come back and do this again um especially maybe when the barbie movie comes out we'll have to like decide oh, yes. whether or not it was worth the hype mm-hmm. um oh i hope it is i know me too but thank you guys so much uh, for you all th- out there thank you for listening don't forget to rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode of the gist you can follow me at cm vetrano on twitter instagram and tiktok and probably not twitter for much longer as we've talked about um but thanks so much and uh, don't forget to tune in next week bye bye, bye.